This episode is brought to you by RV Share. RV Share provides RV rentals, motorhomes, and camper rentals directly from local owners. You can rent an RV for your next camping trip, go on a tour of all the amazing national parks, or even visit Disneyland on a budget. Each rental comes with worry-free guarantee protection for your trip, so you're covered every step of the way. Plus, you get 24-7 emergency roadside assistance on every booking. Don't have a truck to pull an RV? No problem. You'll find the best RV rental specials in your area with a wide range of inventory from affordable pop-ups to luxury motorhomes. You can even book a rental that is budget-friendly with prices ranging from just $50 per night. Go to hashtag coloradolife.com slash RVShare to rent your next RV and save up to 25% on travel costs. Have you ever heard of the Colorado Trail? It's a 485-mile recreational trail that stretches from Denver to Durango. The trail passes through six national forests and eight mountain ranges. If somehow you manage to complete the entire trail, it's a total elevation gain of 89,000 feet. You know, up and down. It's kind of like Colorado's version of the Appalachian Trail. My name is Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native. And I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newbie. And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we help newcomers and natives explore like a local. Together, we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado. Today, we're talking about climbing and training for the Manitou Incline, which is a really popular and super challenging hiking trail in Manitou Springs, which is near Colorado Springs. And actually, today is going to be a really fun episode because I am flying solo. Usually, Ryan and I record these episodes together, but I am here with my friend Stephanie McGirt because we both trained and climbed the Manitou Incline together. So we're both newcomers to the state of Colorado, and Stephanie is also a fellow Texan, or moved here from Texas, I should say. Um, Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here in person awesome yeah so Mm -hmm. just to give everybody an idea of who you are um like i said you recently moved from texas to colorado Mm -hmm. and you and your family love the outdoors all things local and really what this beautiful state has to offer which i do too which is kind of why we connected yeah um and your family enjoys hiking and being out in nature just like ryan and i do so um a little bit more about what you do professionally you are a partner at colorado-based bookkeeping firm pinnacle flow bookkeeping and your co-partner, Deb Enriquez, um, specialize in ongoing bookkeeping and support designed to help create financial freedom and grow your business with confidence and flexibility. So if you want to learn more about Stephanie and what she does, you can find them at PinnacleFlowBooks.com and on social media at PinnacleFlowBooks. So I'm really excited to dive in. Me too. Thank you. All right, so we're going to share just our personal experience of what it was like to train for the Manitou Incline and what it was actually like to hike this. So if you don't know what the Manitou Incline is, like I said, it's a really challenging hiking trail. I wouldn't even call it like a hiking trail. I would call it more like a ridiculous exercise in like challenging yourself physically. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, when you think of a trail, it's like, kind of going in and around and around the mountains and right and stop for a picnic yeah exactly (laughs) and this one is straight up the mountain yeah so um it is one of the most popular and challenging hikes in colorado springs and it was actually originally built as a cable car to carry materials up to build pipelines on pikes peak and the surrounding mountains and after the pipelines were finished they just kind of turned it into a tourist attraction and they had this little um 
like a cog railway that mm-hmm. would go up and whatever. So anyway, in um, 1990, there was a rock slide that damaged a section of the track. And so a lot of the railroad was removed, but um, the railroad ties kind of remained there. And it was like these natural steps, sort of a staircase that created this like massive <laughs> incline up the side of the mountain. So um It was really funny because you and I, like, we did a lot to prep. And we watched this video of other people who had climbed the Manitou (laughs) Incline and, like, the history of it and everything. And it was so interesting because it was originally, like, no one could go up there. It was Mm -hmm. super uh, dangerous and, like, you couldn't trespass. Like, it had no trespassing signs. Mm. And they didn't want anybody on the railroad ties that were there and, like, some of the other equipment and stuff that Mm -hmm. was just, like, hanging out. Um, but people started climbing it anyway, and they would just, like, <laughs> bypass the tra- trespassing sign and just do it anyways. And mm-hmm. it became sort of this, like, local trademark or what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, like, mm-hmm. rite of passage, I Yes, guess. exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. it's, it's really crazy. Let's talk about a little bit mm-hmm. of, like, the statistics, how yeah. long it was, how high it is, oh, um, stuff like that. So it was 2,744 ridiculous mm-hmm. steps yes. up directly up the mountain yeah and i mean along the way they give you like these markers of like how high up you're going and it's about two thousand feet climb in elevation mm-hmm. so it's like every so many steps you'll see like 300 feet 400 feet a thousand mm-hmm. feet up whatever and it just keeps going up um but it's actually less than a mile it's like 0.88 of a mile Crazy, but, but straight up straight up you wouldn't yeah. know that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, it's definitely considered an extreme trail. I think we took picture of, of like the sign when we got up there and it mm-hmm. said like prepare for two to three hours. But I know that there are some record holders have done it in like 16 minutes, 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, even a lady who's a double amputee who has finished it in 20 minutes, which is just like, mm. really, guys, come on. Can you show is, me up anymore? <laughs> I mean, we saw people running down. And someone ran, like, you saw them come up and then come up again while Mm -hmm. we were still going up. So, yeah, there are some pretty athletic people that are doing that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not one of those ones where you would really want to tackle it. Mm -hmm. If Well, like, you and I didn't grow up here in the elevation, so it takes a while to get used to that. And we've talked about living at high altitude and stuff like that in another episode. But if you grow up here, you have a better chance of doing it. Mm-hmm. But you still got to train for it. So Absolutely. let's talk about why we wanted to do mm. this and talk about our, like, thought process behind it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it was definitely a rite of passage. It's something that I have wanted to do since I moved here. And when we moved here, I was pregnant, so I couldn't do it. But uh, about nine months postpartum, it just started becoming this bug in my ear again. And uh, it's just, we see this incline like when we drive around the springs. Mm -hmm. And it's just this giant, like, beautiful scar on the mountain. And I was just always reminded, like, just, it's like calling me, like, come on (laughs) and do it and try it. Right. So it was a personal challenge, absolutely. And um, then, you know, we met and I asked if you wanted to do it. I wanted an accountability partner and um, it was just a lot of fun training for it anyway. We got to know each other and Mm -hmm. it was very cool. Yeah. So really a personal challenge. Yeah. When you 
came to me with this idea, I was like, yeah, sure, it sounds great. And then I went home and like researched <laughs> it, and I was like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. heard of it, but I didn't realize like how challenging mm-hmm. it was going to be. So, but it is one of those things where, you know, a lot of people who visit here do it. It's, it's on a list of like, you know, mm-hmm. what should you do in Colorado Springs area, whatever, which is just crazy to me to think like you'd come here for a weekend on visiting right. and then try that. With but, the okay. altitude. Right. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so it was, yeah. I was excited to try it. Um, mm-hmm. So let's start with uh, some of our training process, I guess, mm. like the hikes that we started working on to get in shape for this climb. Yes, um, we well, we were we met before um, to like go over what we wanted to do mm-hmm. um, to kind of map out the hikes that we would train and like how long it would take us to get to the point where we felt ready uh, for the incline. And we started with. Um, easy stuff red rock canyon had a beautiful trail so we started kind of like with distance more than intensity Mm -hmm. and then as we got a lot closer like we did the incline in august and in july we started doing more um, intense trails and we were using the all trails app to like map out okay what's going to be the most challenging Mm -hmm. for us what is going to have elevation Um, and then we started getting up earlier too um, to do the trails because the manitou incline we got up very early to get there yeah. um, before it got too hot. So it was training ourselves in, in different ways there. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great <clears> – yeah, that's a really great point. Like, we started in May, mm-hmm. and then we knew we were going to climb it in August sometime. Mm-hmm. So we had five months to really work on that. Um, and we did start off with, like, the easier trails, like you said, some longer ones. We mm-hmm. basically did anything in the area of Colorado Springs, Manitou Springs, mm-hmm. um, like Pulpit Rock and Ute Valley Park. Those were mostly more of the easier ones. And then as we got more into it, we did do more challenging hikes. Like, if you've ever done the Helen Hunt Falls Trail, um, Blodgett Peak was really challenging, oh, too. Gosh. We actually tackled that twice and still never made it to the summit because it was very steep. And very we needed difficult. to buy some, like, other equipment and stuff. But <laughs> Yeah, that that one in in ways is harder than the incline so we have not made it to the peak yet and maybe we will yep but <laughs> we'll see yeah we were also very careful to not injure ourselves right. and uh, we didn't want to get like altitude sickness or anything like I'm very careful of that because I didn't grow up here especially mm-hmm. um, so that's definitely something to think about but yeah so when you talk about any apps or anything like you said all trails was super helpful oh, because amazing. we just kind of organized it by like Green was easy, blue is like moderate, and the black is like hard. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of increased our intensity as we went. Um, mm-hmm. So how did we kind of figure out like, okay, I think we're ready to start or to actually do the climb in August instead of like feeling like we needed to push it back or something? I think mentally we were just so ready. We had been doing the practice hikes for a while and just talking about the incline and doing it and as the date approached you know I was watching um videos of uh people that have done it and their stories and I think we just like just felt so ready um so it was definitely the mental readiness in that that regard yeah I agree it was we spent a lot of time actually hiking but Mm -hmm. then also the mental aspect of it is an Mm -hmm. important piece too and it did take a while like we challenged ourselves to go on like three or four mile hikes and we would go for like two three hours every time like we would do it every other sunday Mm -hmm. and then we would go on ones that would push ourselves physically and then also like you know you and i got to know each other better Mm -hmm. like i'm kind of a whiner and i get like (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna be so sore you know and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and 
and it was helpful to encourage each other like you can do this you got this there was yeah. one time where we tackled Blodgett Peak for the first time and you and I were both super honest and we're like oh my god I'm so tired today like mm-hmm. I just feel fatigued and we knew we weren't going to be able to do our best but mentally we pushed through it anyway and we did what we could and we were proud of it so yes that's all you can do really it is and that was just so helpful to have that motivation with each other and that was a huge preparation for doing the incline Mm -hmm. yeah definitely really really trusting each other and and leaning Mm -hmm. on each other was super helpful too even the day of for sure um okay (laughs) so let's talk about like our packing list and how we kind of prepared before because a couple days before the incline when we were going to do it um you and i like already you know committed to drinking a lot of electrolytes and a lot of water Mm -hmm. eating really good food sort of carb loading Mm -hmm. um and then of course the day of too like you said we had to get up early (laughs) yes and get a lot of sleep the night before right yeah there's a lot that i would have done differently (laughs) looking back on how i prepared but we as far as like our our packing list and what we wanted to bring with us um that was awesome um Mm -hmm. we we really did think through everything maybe a couple of things were probably over the top but it was our first time yeah and um you know we just wanted to be prepared and and not have to show up there and be like oh I don't have this or whatever and and come back Mm -hmm. um so yeah what did we snacks snacks we had protein bars oh yeah um I had banana yeah bananas um the thing that I would have really done more of or brought more of is electrolyte drinks yeah and i saw some people on the trail that didn't have water which oh my gosh. i don't know that i you mean you can't make it you just no, can't you can't um <laughs> and there were a couple people too that um had their water with someone else and they weren't going at the same pace so the person was like a lot oh. further down and they would have to wait for them for their water because they couldn't continue because they're so thirsty and it's like don't do that. Mm-hmm. Have water on you um, because it's, I mean, it's its really like no joke. You need you need to stay hydrated on this trail. Um, the sun just like blasts you on the side of that oh mountain gosh, and yeah. you're just overheating. So, yeah, no, that's a great point. I didn't mm-hmm. really think about that, but that's true. Like I, you know, at the very beginning of the, the steps would start going up the incline. I, t- I just told you, I was like, don't feel like you have to pace yourself with me. Like I'm, I've got these really short stubby legs <laughs> and I don't walk really fast in general anyway. And I wanted to pace myself as much as I could to get up as far as I could. Mm-hmm. And so you took your own water and you had your own bag and everything. And I had my own backpack and everything. And so that was really, I think that was smart on our part. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. If water, Ryan, water, water. Yeah, if Ryan and I try that, I'll definitely keep that in mind because he is obviously like way taller than me and way stronger, so he'll probably scale it way faster. And then I would be, yeah, because usually he carries the backpack. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's Carry all of your own stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I did take, I think it was four water bottles, mm. and one of them I actually lost down the side of the mountain because it fell out of my bag which so it's like always want to have extra just in case that happens Mm -hmm. um and two of them were like vitamin water for Mm -hmm. the electrolytes and everything and i could really feel how helpful that was yes and the banana was great too yes so you when you have the electrolyte water and i had the noon Mm -hmm. noon tabs n-u-m n-u-u-m uh tabs and yeah that that was amazing so whenever i was having that in my water I could like just feel my body soaking that up it needed it so so bad Um, because you're just dealing with so much the altitude the exertion the heat Um, so yeah and one of my bottles too I froze 
So I had oh, one yeah. frozen water uh, bottle that I had on the way down. It was completely thawed by that point, and it was really nice to have a cool um, bottle of water for the way down. Mm-hmm. So That's really smart, too. Yeah. Um, we had a, like a checklist that we made, so we'll definitely share that over on the blog at hashtag ColoradoLife.com. But yeah, we got together in our planning meeting. We're like, what are all the things we need to bring? So mm-hmm. we started planning all that. And like you said, maybe we overdid it a little bit. Like <laughs> I had a first aid kit. You had a first aid kit. We had extra batteries, like all the things. Like I don't know what we thought we were doing, but <laughs> I guess we thought we would need it. But anyway, yeah. um, I even brought an extra pair of shoes. We had like extra clothing. You know, they say dress in layers. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, basically um, sunscreen and water and probably some sort of hat. Oh, yeah. I would say are, like, yeah. the top three. Yeah, we knew we would need a hat um, because, again, the sun is just so powerful up there. Um, so hat definitely came in handy. And I know on our list we had sneakers and hiking boots. Mm-hmm. So the day of, I forgot sneakers. And I noticed that everyone was in sneakers. I had hiking boots yeah. on. So I don't know if that was, like, the best choice. I mean... I was fine, but hiking boots are a little heavier right? to carry up the mountains. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that too. I wore my big old hiking boots that were like came up, you know, in my ankle. Mm-hmm. And uh, midway, I actually took them off and put on my sneakers. Mm-hmm. And they, I felt like my legs like were so light. Mm-hmm. It was just like this huge weight, you know. So yeah, everybody yeah. else on there had sneakers, which I think is totally fine. Um, mm-hmm. It would work definitely on the ascent. So, but coming down, it was, you know, kind of like the switchback trail. It was very long, like four miles. So you got to like figure out how you're getting up and then you still have to come down. So we'll talk more about that. But um, it's very like rocky and there's lots of gravel and stuff Mm -hmm. coming down. So it's kind of like, well, it'd be great to have hiking boots down and sneakers on the way up. So if you wanted to carry them. Yeah, that's what I would do You could consider that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so how did the uh, high altitude and the heat and stuff, like, affect you? How, mm-hmm. how did that go? Um, so during, I felt okay. Um, and I think it was a lot of adrenaline, too, like, helping me, like, just get through the whole thing. Um, after, I think, I've, I almost want to say it was harder than doing the incline, how I felt after. Um, such a bad headache and nausea and I think it had to do with maybe not having electrolytes beforehand um kind of just having it during and um yeah I felt really really sick after Mm -hmm. so the heat definitely wore me down um yeah that wasn't fun (laughs) yeah it's a really long day and we got to I think we started the summit at what's around 7 a.m Mm-hmm. Um, by the time we'll talk more about like how you get there and taking the shuttle and stuff, but that's what we did. We parked, took the shuttle, got there around 7 a.m. to actually start climbing. And you and I didn't get back home to our houses till like 11 something. Mm-hmm. So that's like a really long morning, right. really a lot of exertion. I mean, I ate breakfast at like six. So by the time you get there and it's like noon almost, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't had any food or anything. So you definitely have to pace yourself and work up to that intensity meets you know, um, distance too. Right. Right. So yeah, the, the altitude was actually okay for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but I've been working really hard with you on that. And, you know, I always check, you always check in with me and you're like, how is your breathing? You know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes like my allergies get in the way and it's really hard to breathe and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I felt great that day. Um, it was just so incredibly hot. It got so hot. And I'm like, how is that possible? It was like seven in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) And at about eight, between eight and nine, I mean, we're still on the incline and just the intensity of that heat. I couldn't believe it. And by the time we were done, um, you go when you go back down, you kind of end up where you started. There were people starting the trail, and it was about 
almost 10 o'clock. Yeah. And yeah, it, plan for the heat. If you're sensitive to heat, definitely go early, very mm-hmm. early. The shuttles start around 6, so just yeah. plan it and, and be there as early as you can uh, because it will get you. That heat is intense. Yeah. So let's talk about the day of the climb. Um, yeah, how do you get there? So you take this free shuttle. Mm-hmm. What we did was parked um, in Manitou Springs, there is a road or a place called Old Man Trail. Yeah, Old Man's Trail. Okay, Old Man's Trail. And so you just go down that. Um, we can actually probably embed the map on our blog, so we'll, we'll mm-hmm. do that. But anyway, so you just go down there, and there's free parking all around there. You can just find a space. Well, if you get there early enough, you can yeah, find a space. Yeah, you have to get there space. early enough. Um, and then the shuttle's, like, right across the street. And it usually comes every, like, 15, 20 minutes or mm-hmm. so. And um, it's not it's not too bad. I mean, it's usually pretty full every single time you get on it all with people that are doing the incline Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) yeah and it'll just drop you off like well it drops you off a little ways away from the incline and you have to go up steps and then up a hill and then Mm -hmm. you still have to do the incline and i'm Mm -hmm. like come on guys i'm trying to like save my energy here (laughs) so there's that um and then you can also take the free shuttle back to the same spot you know and then get Mm -hmm. in your car and and you know collapse when you get home right exactly <laughs> it was so convenient though to be able to just park our car, cars yeah. not worry about it and then just hop on the shuttle and be mm-hmm. right there so yeah i love that they offer that yeah um was it harder than you expected it to be or like did you kind of expect that level of intensity i did and what i didn't expect though is how um rugged some of the steps would be like some you really have to step up they're like like big gaps they're not even steps so you have to be really really on guard um to not trip and then i didn't expect when i got to the summit um just how hard the last steps would be i was counting one two three four five i would stop and rest Mm -hmm. and i remember looking at the summit i thought it was summit (laughs) i was just like kind of you know you it's like out of body experience or something but Mm -hmm. um, I remember looking at it and I'm like okay I think I have like five steps to go and I would stop every step and rest it was just so hard at the end and everybody was feeling it Um, yeah you see all kinds of people doing it and we're all struggling so it was yeah oh yeah that that was the I guess comforting thing I wouldn't say it's good but Mm -hmm. comforting to see and also talk to other people I, I did the same as you. I got in a rhythm where I would go up three steps and then change my legs to be like, you know, my left leg leading or my right leg leading. Um, and so I'd get in a really good rhythm. And then about 15 steps or so, I would take a break. And then, of course, as I got further up, I would take more breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would stop. And the same people would have the same rhythm as you, similarly. So you all start at the same time. And one guy was hungover. And he was just like, I can't believe I did this hungover. Oh, you know, and it's just like felt so oh bad for <laughs> So don't do that. I can't imagine. Don't do that. No. (laughs) Yeah, it it was really bad. There were even kids on there. There were amazing superstars. Yeah, there there were quite a few kids, maybe a handful that I saw. Um, And they they were doing great. They were taking lots of breaks, but they had very motivational parents. And they were going for it. And that was beautiful to see. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I did want to say um, that you and I had similar experiences, but also different because you went all the way to the top Mm -hmm. and I went just over halfway. It Mm -hmm. was like 1700 steps that I did Mm -hmm. and I had a thousand more to go. And there's this like bailout zone basically (laughs) is what it's called. I'll totally admit that I bailed out on it (laughs) because I saw a sign there that said from here to the summit is an additional hour. 
And then down the summit is two hours down the trail. And I was like, bye guys. See ya. <laughs> I called, I called you on the phone and I'm like, I don't think I'm doing this. There's a thousand more steps and still another like two and a half hours mm-hmm. up and down. So it still took me a long time to get down. I mean, you were only 45 minutes behind me and you did the whole thing and came down the whole way. And mm-hmm. I did, it still like took me three hours in total or something. So it was really long, but it was a good experience. And also to have, you know, somebody who did the whole thing and also somebody who did just over halfway. Yeah. So I totally could have done the whole thing and you'd have to carry me down. <laughs> like I knew that's what it was going to yeah. be. And I was like, I have to pace myself, you know, yeah. I still have to get down this thing. Absolutely. So that's something to consider if you're going to do it, you can do it. Um, you can actually climb up the bar trail and then go to the summit if you felt like it. Or you can, you know, go up the incline, go down the bar trail, sort of that halfway point, or try the whole thing. And, you know, it's it's still there. You and I can try it again. Oh, absolutely. I can try it again yeah. anytime. Not that it would be a weekend thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm interested, to, you know, like once you do it that first time, you get a really good idea. In you, a do. Sense. And you do. I really paced myself and I got home and I thought, well, I could have done the whole thing. But I really wasn't sure I could get down. Yeah. And that's the thing is like knowing your body and... You just have to know because whenever you get to that halfway point and you're not feeling great, that's like the only way to come down the halfway point. You know, if you keep going, um, then you just have to keep going and go all the way up to the summit because there's no other, you know, Mm -hmm. or just climb down. But that's very hard, too. Oh, yeah. So you if you're not feeling well, if you, you know, knowing your body is so important. Um, So, yeah, the halfway point is a great place to you know start your long hike down and i did not see that sign and i don't know the sign that you saw with the yeah. how many a thousand more steps in like two hours um yeah i didn't see that so i don't know how i would have felt about that right like that may be a good thing to see and maybe not right so yeah and, and one thing i will say too is that like you said the steps were not even they were mm-hmm. very rugged and it gets super steep and i already have like problems with heights it makes me really scared so as i got further up i was really having to war like physically and then also mentally because i was like if i fall i'm gonna like hurt myself a lot right uh and also it's kind of comical because when we first started they have that sign down at the bottom and it's like the last time since an injury and someone had wrote a few minutes ago and you and i are like oh my god yeah so I was thinking about that like you need to be careful I tripped three times Mm. like scarily tripped throughout the process towards the top Mm. and I just was like I don't I don't think I feel comfortable with this so yeah and if you have vertigo Mm -hmm. you know looking up or down is really gonna affect you make you feel dizzy I had to stop looking up yep um for a while because it just yeah you you don't feel good right so we talked a little bit about how to get down. So you basically take the bar trail. Um, they don't recommend you take the stairs back down because, like we said, it's way steep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a four-mile trail. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's super challenging comparative to no. the incline. Um, it's actually really pretty. It's beautiful. It's just very long. Very long. So when you've already been in the heat for a couple hours and you're already thinking, like, I need some food and some water and everything else, then you still have to go down another, like, what, hour and a half minimum I saw people running down it and running up it. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I took a nice leisurely stroll down that trail. So I it took me a while. Um, But I think we we came out about 
you said 40 minutes of each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wasn't too bad. But yeah, I didn't expect how long it would take to get down. Yeah. A lot of switchbacks. And you have to be careful because there's a lot of loose pebbles as well. Mm-hmm. So if you are in your sneakers, um, I don't know. I mean, I saw a lot of people running down in their sneakers, but um, I'm just a little clumsy. So if you are, then yeah, you might want to switch to your hiking shoes and just be careful, vigilant. Yeah. The, the main thing is just going back to what you said about knowing your body mm-hmm. and understanding where you're at. You know, you're not trying to do this in record time, most likely. Mm-hmm. And so just enjoy getting up and then going down and you can try it again later. And you can increase your intensity and your physical activity and mm-hmm. also your mental capacity because it's a lot of stuff like, okay, keep going, one more step, one yes, more step. And you do yes. that for almost 3,000 steps. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> You're very different from when you start to when you finish. Yes. It's a whole different person that starts and finishes it's it, true. really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the main question I want to know is, what advice would you give someone else who wants to do the incline? Uh, just do it. It's, I mean, if you really want to do it, uh, don't, you know, let stories stop you. Don't, just just do it. It's, um oh, it was just a really beautiful experience. It really was, and especially if it's something that you've, wanted to do for a long time and you've been maybe scared of it or just not feeling like physically fit or whatever it may be um just just go for it give it a try um it's it's it was fun and I will do it again (laughs) one day yeah I love that advice I'm glad that we just decided to do it we set a date and we didn't even like think like is this enough time is this too little time we just were like we're gonna do it and and practice every other Sunday Mm -hmm. and we're going to set this date and do it now we did push it back one week because we didn't realize that they were closing the Manitou Incline the weekend that we wanted to do it. <laughs> we were ready to go, and then they were closing for a marathon. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, well. So that was not super, I guess, great at planning. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we relatively did it exactly the timeline that we wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we did that. So, yeah, yeah just do it. I love that advice. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you would have done differently? I know we did talk about that a little bit, but kind of summing that up again. And then also, would you do it again? Mm, yeah so differently um I would love to have started earlier if I could but uh, you know if like um, I know there's a parking uh down by the incline I don't know if it's residential or what I would have to look into that but um yeah I would love to start earlier if I could um and uh, electrolytes I cannot stress enough I did not have enough and I just felt so horrible um and more water. I had to ration my water on the way down, which was not fun. I think um, that was part of why I wasn't feeling well after also. And uh, what else would I have done differently? Um, more food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more food before. The night before we were talking about eating like a big spaghetti dinner. And yeah. I don't think either of us did. Nope. I actually would next time. Yes. <laughs> I would have just a ton of spaghetti. Um, and then that day, like really plan... Um, to not do anything else but take care of yourself Mm -hmm. yeah so take the whole day off if possible yeah come home sleep rest up drink a lot of water yeah cold shower Mm -hmm. oh yeah so (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah I think for me I would have I I did spend a lot of other time training and going on other hikes not just with you Mm -hmm. because I wanted to make my feet really strong and I didn't Mm -hmm. want them to be sore and also like you know, uh, helping my legs be really in shape. And it's, I thought it was going to be more like hurting my shins and my Mm. knees, but it was mostly my buttocks and like Mm. my quads. 
So, you know, strengthening that more, I would love to do that again. Mm -hmm. And really just like, if you're going to be climbing steps, you should be training on steps. <laughs> that's true. In, in yeah. some capacity. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's true. So definitely that. And then also the night before, I don't feel like I got enough sleep. I got like mm. six and a half hours. I would have loved to have gotten like eight. Mm. So all those little things add up. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. Carb loading, plenty of rest, lots of electrolytes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really training on, like, you know, stairs if there's going to be stairs there. Because it was, it was intense. Yeah, and just really the best thing, too, for me was to just, like, be open to the experience. Because, like, starting, I didn't realize how long, really, it would take to get down. Or, like, how grueling it would be once I was at the top, you know, of the steps. So, just being open to it, not pushing yourself, not expecting a certain thing of yourself, but just being open to experiencing it and doing what you can and just taking in all the beautiful views around you. Mm -hmm. um, the Labor Day liftoff was the day they were lifting yeah. off the balloons, the day of our hike. So, we had this amazing view of all the hot air balloons in the air. So, just taking moments like during to stop and appreciate and get to know people on the trail. Everyone was so nice and so helpful. People were giving each other water and fruit and mm -hmm. just very friendly. So just soak it all in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, for me, I really viewed it as I'm even trying this. That's a win. Anything yeah. that I do after that, like I go three steps onto the main to incline. I'm winning, mm -hmm. you know, because I never I don't have like huge physical goals. You're in better shape than I am. And so just me even attempting this, I thought was like a huge like goal it's that amazing I want to so show up and do it. I Absolutely. did like half of it and I was just like super stoked and yeah. I felt great. <laughs> yeah. And that was hard up to that point. It does not get easier after. I mean, no. the whole thing, it's just, yeah. So, yeah. but when we started it, we were like so peppy and, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then like as we kept going, we were just like, okay, we're not going to talk to each other uh -huh. anymore. Love we're just you. Just going to get through this. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was good. And uh, we would text each other because you got further ahead than me. We'd call each other and encourage each other. Yeah. And that was very helpful, I will say. Yeah. that You were just like, you can do it. And I was like, yes, I can do it. You know, so it was a good reminder. Yes. I think we did great. Yes, so. we did. Anyway, I think that pretty much um, sums up this sort of interview portion of how to train for and climb the Manitou Incline. Um, anything else you want to add? Um, no, I'm just really glad that we did it. And I encourage everyone here who wants to do it to, to get out there and do it. It was fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. At the end of every show, we like to close up with a tip for finding free or frugal activities in Colorado. This is our frugal on the front range section. If you're looking for affordable outdoor adventures, the National Park Service offers free entrance days a few times a year. All National Park sites that normally charge an entrance fee offer free admission to everyone. And there are actually five fee-free days in 2019, including September 28th, which is National Public Lands Day, and November 11th, which is Veterans Day. To learn more about which days are offered for free entrance each year, you can visit nps.gov for more information and to check out the free days throughout the entire year. All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And to learn more about this episode and the resources we shared, be sure to visit our website at hashtag coloradolife.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. It helps us get discovered by new listeners, and we love to hear what episodes you enjoy. 
Also, if you've tried climbing the Manitou Incline and enjoyed it or are currently training to climb it, we would love to hear from you over on Instagram at hashtag Colorado Life. Thanks again so much for listening. Until next time, get out there and explore our beautiful state.